Welcome to the City Place Church Podcast. My name is Josiah Williams, and here is my challenge for you. As you're listening to the message, I challenge you to remove as many distractions as possible, to write out a few notes and things that stand out to you, and afterwards, share what you've learned on one of your social media outlets. We level up by giving a level 10. Thanks again, and enjoy the message. Well, hey, City Place Church, welcome to your sixth birthday. City Place Church has been in Orlando for the last six years, and I wrote down a couple of things that we have literally been able to accomplish together. You know, the vision of our church is that we build dreams, we ignite faith, we establish leaders that win the loss for the kingdom of God. And I want to just honor you, City Place Church, and maybe you're hanging out for the very first time if you are. Welcome to City Place Church on behalf of my wife, Taisha, and I. My name is Damon, and we are the senior pastors. And none of this that we do, we do alone. We have an amazing dream team where we all serve together to be able to be a life-giving church. And so my prayer and my heart is that today, as you lean in and as you share today's message, that uh, you feel revived and you feel encouraged. And so for the last six years, we have been uh, serving our city, but we've also been generous to the world. And so uh, I celebrate you this morning. I was thinking back over just what God did last year. And last year, we saw 119 people saved at our in-person services and online. And so well done City Place Church. We celebrate four people going liquid with their faith and being baptized. We celebrate the two semesters of healthy small groups. We have more people involved in small groups, city groups is what we call them, than ever before. And just the stories of life change and relationships being formed and friendships being formed, well done. In fact, if I can pause and encourage you right now, our city groups kicked off last week, but you can jump in right now. And so there's groups for every single person. My wife and I are getting ready to kick off a couples group. And so Wednesday morning at 6 30 a.m. We're, we're kicking off our prayer group. You don't have to know how to pray. We will teach that and we will just come around God's word. Small groups allow you and I to be in a community where we grow together. And so we had two healthy small groups. City Place Church, you gave. You trusted God more with your kingdom finances and putting him first in your tithe and, and sowing offerings than we've ever done before which means that we were able to give more than we've ever given before. It's because of your generosity that you moms was able to receive part of our seeds offering and receive $10,000 and two moms were sponsored for the whole year. When I think over the, the last six years, I think about the babies that's been dedicated. I think about the dozens of people that's been baptized. In fact, I think about one guy by the name of James Keys. James came to our church in the very first year of our church. He was away from God. He was older in his life. And James met Jesus at City Place Church. James was baptized at City Place Church. Well, from last February to now, James passed away and his family posted that they knew 
where he would spend eternity. I can't help but think that we were a part of his story. I think about Jacob and Becca Intinger, who are a part of the City Place family. They moved from Pensacola three years ago and was praying and asking God for a community of people. And God placed them in City Place Church. And now they're thriving as leaders in God's house and kids ministry and student ministry and active in small groups and growing in Jesus. I think about the 400 plus churches that you City Place Church have helped support over the last six years. That's thousands and thousands and thousands of salvations that when you get to heaven and I get to heaven, the Lord's going to say, you did so well. And you might go, when? He'd be like, when you help plant that church in Alaska, when you help plant that church in South Carolina, when you help plant that church in Winter Haven, when you help plant that church in Claremont. Well done. I couldn't help but think about the relationships over the last six years that's been formed with our partners in Israel and how 97% of the nation that doesn't know Jesus is beginning to hear Jesus's name for the very first time. Well done. And then I think about just what we did last year, supporting FCA in North Carolina, supporting local missions that were impacted by COVID, supporting local teachers, supporting families that needed mental health counseling and you City Place Church stepped up to support them. And then I think about what God wants to do this year. It's 2022 and we have declared that God wants to do above and beyond. In our city, there's two and a half million people that want nothing to do with the Lord. So that means that as a church, as we believe for God to do above and beyond, that we have to get ready for God to expand our reach, enlarge our territory. There's a community right down the road from us called Lake Nona. And man, we have been feeling a burden to get plugged into that community. And so we're going to start serving in that community. We're going to start having a presence in that community because there's people in that community that need to know Jesus. There are literally families around our Vista Lakes campus that doesn't know Jesus yet. And we feel like it's time to say, God, how can we invest in the people around us? There's business people and civic leaders and teachers and students that are all waiting to hear the gospel. And so this year we're asking God to do above and beyond what we can imagine. Which leads me to today, Ephesians chapter 3. If you have your Bibles, go with me to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 1. We're going to read a little bit. And uh, I'm actually going to start in verse 14. How about that? We'll go to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. We declare that this year would be the year that God does above and beyond. And today I just want to download our heart and lean in a little bit more. We've been in a series called ready for more. And how many of y'all enjoyed Sean last week as she brought the word of God? Ready, set, go. We're still in that series. And it just so happens to be that this is our sixth year celebration. And so I just want to read a little bit. We'll jump into the word and I'll give you some thoughts as we start to look into 2022. And really what we feel like God is saying as this is our year 
of going above and beyond. Ephesians chapter three, verse 14 says this. This is Paul writing. He says, for this reason, I bow my knees to the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the glory, the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in your inner inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, length, depth, and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. This morning, we're going to focus on this topic, anchored and equipped for more. Anchored and equipped for more. Let's pray. Father, we love you today. We thank you that as we come around your word, we declare, Holy Spirit, that our heart is ready. Say what you want to say. Do what you want to do. And Holy Spirit, I pray that everything that you put on the inside of me comes out of me with clarity, precision, and power. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Ephesians chapter 3. We read this verse several weeks ago when we kicked off our series ready for more. We asked these questions. We said, are you ready for more? Can you handle more? And then we asked the question, are you positioned for more? And then last week, Sean said that we can't just go from ready to go. We have to focus on the set because this is where God deals with some things in our life. And so as we jump into Ephesians chapter three and we lean into Ephesians chapter three, verse 20, which is our focus verse for the year, knowing that God wants to do above and beyond, I felt like it's important to give us context. Context is king. Context matters because if we were to just grab one verse without understanding the full context, we might miss the fullness of what God wants to say. And when we jump into Ephesians, (coughs) Ephesians is a letter. It is a letter written by Paul to the people of Ephesus. And in this letter, Paul is downloading his heart of where he sees them and where he wants them to be. Paul is very honest in the letter. Many believe that Paul wrote this during a time when he was in prison. So imagine that Paul is in prison and his heart is to care for people. His heart is to make sure that they become all that God's called them to be. But we are first introduced to Ephesus in Acts chapter 19. In Acts chapter 19, the Bible says that Paul and some of his group have been going through Corinth. And the Bible says in the verse, the very first verse of chapter 19, it says that Paul decided to take the inner route, which took him to Ephesus. And when he got to Ephesus, (coughs) the Bible says that he came across some disciples. And the Bible says that he goes up to them and he asks them, have you received the Holy Spirit yet? And they looked at Paul and said, we have no clue of what you mean by the Holy Spirit. And then Paul goes on and he says, well, of whose baptism were you? And they said, we were baptized by John. And, and, and Paul begins to download to them, well, hey, I just want you to know that the Messiah has come. He's available to you. And the Bible says that they decide, oh, we want Jesus. And 
they're baptized unto Jesus. And then Paul lays his hand on them. And the Bible says that they received the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues and were dude with power. It goes on to say that Paul spent time with them for some months. And then as they began to grow in the knowledge of God, it says that Paul actually dedicated two years to teaching the people of the province of Asia. He started teaching the people in Asia, started teaching the people of Ephesus about Jesus. It says this, it says that because of Paul and the disciples, 12 at the time, that were in that city, it says that everyone leaned in. And it says that the name of Jesus grew in high regard and honor. This is Acts chapter 19. The whole city was set on fire because Paul shared Jesus. The 12 had knew about God, but there was more in their relationship than where they had begun. Paul literally said, hey, I can't just have you know about God. I have to ha have you have an encounter with Jesus. And I can't just let you just kind of just 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 be stuck in a place. I want you to have the fullness of what God has for you. Well, those 12, along with Paul, decided that, hey, if we encounter Jesus, if we encounter the Holy Spirit, all around us needs to. It's it's above and beyond. Paul. The Bible says goes to his next city. And while he's going to his next city, the Bible says back in Ephesus in Acts chapter 19, it says that there's this guy by the name of Demetrius who is a who's a craftsman and he's he's good with his hands. And the Bible says that he begins to question all of this passion that people now have for Jesus. And so he says, why is it that everyone in this city is so focused on this Jesus guy? Why is it that that we can't create our own God made of human hands? hands. And the Bible says that Demetrius with this one argument starts causing confusion. It's the same as today where the name of Jesus was once held in high regard, but because of the whispers and the opinions of, 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 of a few, all of a sudden the weight in Jesus's name in the natural, not this way in the spiritual, but in the natural, people start questioning this. And, and why can't, we, you know, there be more than one way to God? And why can't salvation happen through this way? And, and so the Bible says that Demetrius starts forming his own plan. And it starts causing confusion, so much so that when Paul was away, he, he says, I'm going to come back because we're trying to get you anchored and equipped for more. Well, the people say, uh, no, 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 Paul, don't come back right now because they, they, they're, they're, they're crazy. They're, 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 they're causing problems and, and we don't want you to be hurt. Acts chapter 19 concludes with the leaders of Ephesus saying, what have these people done to you? You already established the fact that you want this goddess to be who you worship. But what are they doing to you? It's too much confusion here. And the Bible literally says that they just put a pause on it. So now when we jump to Ephesians chapter one, Paul has decided that he wants to make sure that the people of Ephesus are anchored and equipped in God. He saw the tension 
of the opinion of one person and its impact on those who were believing now. And Paul decides, I want to make sure that you're anchored and equipped for all that God has for you. See, I love Paul's heart because Paul, Paul was an apostle from, 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 of, of God. And if you know Paul's story, Paul didn't always serve Jesus. He was very religious, so much so that he was going around pulling Christ followers, those that believed that Jesus died and rose again, that he came. He was pulling them out, beating them in public, killing them. And one day in Acts chapter nine, the Bible says Paul is going on a mission to kill more Christians, to pull more people out of their homes, to just cause a disruption. And he encounters Jesus for himself. And Jesus literally says this to him. He says, you've been persecuting me this whole time, but this is now your encounter. And you're going to serve me for the rest of your life. And the audience that you have with the Jewish people and the audience that you have with the Gentiles, you will now be a bridge. And people are going to come to know me through you. See, Paul was not this perfect religious person or I mean, a uh, Christian out the gate. No, he wasn't close to God. He, he, he wasn't serving Jesus, but man, Jesus saw him as qualified. See, that would tell you and I that in this year of 2022, no matter your past, no matter where you are, Jesus can use you right where you are. So we go to Ephesians chapter one, and Paul is determined in Ephesians chapter one, that he is not going to allow them to be surface in their relationship with Jesus. He is not going to allow them to miss a moment by which they can be anchored and equipped. And in Ephesians chapter one, Paul literally begins to set the tone for who they can be in Christ. And I wrote this down because Paul wanted to make sure that the whispers of an outsider would not impact who they were in Christ. I believe Paul was saying this as he was scripting down to write down and, and write this letter to the people of Ephesus based on their response in Acts chapter 19 when he wasn't with them. I believe Paul said, you know what? I'm going to give my life to make sure that they are anchored and equipped. I believe Paul would tell us this, and you can write this down, is that longevity doesn't equal spiritual and natural Maturity. Longevity doesn't equal spiritual and natural maturity. Paul knew that there was more than just saying yes to God. There was more than just saying yes to Jesus. There was more than just being baptized. There was more than just being filled with the Spirit of God. There was more. There was a need to be anchored and equipped for more. So Paul scripted a letter. And I believe he's writing it saying longevity doesn't equal spiritual maturity. See, over these last six years, being a senior pastor and thinking about City Place Church and these moments always allow me to just pause and think about all that God's done. Some of the things I shared with you earlier. 
And I can remember being in Wilson, North Carolina, almost a decade ago, and feeling like God was putting a burden on our heart for Orlando, Florida. And I don't know if you've heard this story before or maybe you're hanging out with us for the very first time, but the way the story is is that one day I was walking and just kind of walking in the neighborhood and God just started downloading this, these images and I couldn't see it. It was, it was like blurred, almost like just blurred images of people walking and they were just kind of bumping into each other. And I'm like, God, what is this? And God showed me four groups of people whose faces I couldn't see, but now since I'm starting to see you, I'm starting to realize, oh my Lord. The, the, the first group of people who were hurt in church didn't want to go to church, but they loved God. Second group of people who were people who didn't want anything to do with God. They, they know of him, but they don't want anything to do with him. Third group was people who were unsaved and may have never heard of him or been given the opportunity to know him. And the fourth group was the people who weren't dreaming. They, they were just living life without purpose, without destiny, going through the motions. And as I was thinking about Paul, not just wanting to see someone saved, but wanting to make sure they were anchored and equipped, all I could think about is City Place Church in 2022 is that our heart and our desire is to make sure that you are anchored and equipped for more as it relates to your relationship with Jesus. I was thinking about the vision of City Place Church. I was thinking about the fact that God called our church to be a life-giving church, which means that God called us to be a breath of fresh air. One of the greatest compliments that we could ever get as a church is that when someone walks in, no matter their background, no matter what they look like, is that they leave feeling loved. They, they, they feel being like, like they were seen and that someone engaged them. That's the reason why I ask you to type your name. Tell us where you're watching from so that someone can say hello. It's the reason why I say send that in, that connection card in, so that we can send you a little note just to say thank you. It's because we want to be a breath of fresh air. We want to be a life-giving church that builds dreams, ignites faith, establishes leaders that win the loss for the kingdom of God. On its surface, it could sound just like a really good statement that if not downloaded, you may not understand the heart behind it. So on this sixth year birthday, I thought I'd tell you why there's such a passion to see you anchored and equipped in God's house. When we think about building dreams, you know what we're wanting to do? We're not just trying to see uh, people accomplish their goals. No, what we're trying to do, and I want you to write this down, is we want you to be able to hear for yourself and see activated in your life the prophetic voice of God. We want God's voice to be heard in your life. And here's what we've come to realize is that God dreams are full of his purpose for his church, for his people, for his glory, but you get the benefit. See, when we talk about building dreams, what we're saying is, God, we want to unlock and activate the prophetic voice of God so that everyone at City Place Church can know what you're saying, so that we can know what you called us to, so that we can know what is on your heart for us to dream about. See, at City Place Church, we want you anchored 
and equipped so that you can hear the voice of God. It is what we are committed to. We want you to be able to hear God's voice for yourself. We want to ignite faith in your life. Here's what we mean. We feel like in order for faith to be ignited at its fullest capacity, God has to position you in a place where you can experience true freedom. There are obstacles in your life that have to be pushed past so that you can get to the place where you can believe that God is 100% for you and that when he promises you something, he will not fail you. And so it all starts with, God, what will you say that will ignite something on the inside of me? And then, God, you do a work in me so that I can trust you 100%. So we build dreams. We ignite faith because if you walk in freedom, somebody else will walk in freedom. And so for us, when we say we want to ignite faith, what we're saying is, is that we're willing as a church to do life with you in a small group so that the freedom that you have to experience will be there to cover you. No matter what your past has been, no matter what you're walking through, we are a breath of fresh air. We want to point you back to what God wants to say for you. We want you to know that there is nothing that you could be walking through that God can't bring us out of. So we want to ignite faith in you. We want you to be anchored and equipped in your faith. And then we want to establish leaders. Why? Because here's what we realize, that God honoring plans have longevity. They involve others and they grow by God alone. Like we realize that God's plan for City Place Church isn't done by ourselves. No, God has a plan that's longer than what we can imagine. It involves all of us to be accomplished and he does it all by himself. He gets to use us. See, we realize that if you and I aren't positioned to say, God, you can use us however you want for your kingdom as you're speaking to us, as you're freeing me from things in my life, God, use me for your glory. If we don't do that, then what God sees for our life personally, what God sees for our church, it begins to leak. Vision leaks. See, Paul knew that if he doesn't stay connected to the people of Ephesus, the voice of a Demetrius, can become so loud and it causes confusion. Well, Jesus, the only way? Well, maybe there's others. No, Paul's like, I am committed to see you be able to hear God's voice for yourself, for you to walk in freedom, for you to be established as a leader that God's called you to be. Because if not, the vision that God has for you will leak. And then that leads us to winning the loss for the kingdom of God. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, lost people must be God's victory proposition. You and I exist to reflect Jesus on the earth. You know, I was thinking about even that establishing leaders. Do you know why leaders are important? It's because the discipled must become the discipler. God, you change me, use me to help someone else. So we're going to win the loss because at the end of the day, my natural accomplishment. Yes, God is happy. 
But God uses your gift, your accomplishment for his glory so that someone else can say, man, if God did it for you, you think he can do it for me? And then we invite more people into the kingdom of God. See, I'm realizing that God's heart is that he wants lost people found. He wants found people free. He wants free people equipped and he wants equipped people mobilized. Like God's heart is for people to be anchored in a relationship with him, not just passing through. That's the reason why Paul, even in prison, is scripting a letter that just says, hey, longevity doesn't produce spiritual and natural maturity. He's like, I am trying to anchor you and equip you for more. Are y'all all right? You hanging in there with me? 2022 is the year that God does above and beyond. And before we get to Ephesians chapter three, verse 20, I have to give you the context of what Paul was talking about so that when we get to Ephesians 3:20, we grasp the seriousness of Paul's excitement when he gets to verse 20. See, Paul wanted people to be anchored. See, in Ephesians chapter one, as Paul is scripting, Paul begins to, and I, I got my little notes here, Paul, Paul begins to display his praise for Christ while identifying to the people that Christ has literally put them in the family. He literally says, listen, listen, God has, has put together the Jew and the Greek into his family. See, God is so excited about a diverse community of people, backgrounds, testimonies, and stories and we all become a family. See, this is the reason why God has called our church to be a multi-ethnic, multi-diverse, multicultural, multi-generational church. It's because when we all come together, we create the family of God. And can I just say that the church is not a building. You are the church. The church was a movement. It is a movement, it's not a building. In Ephesians chapter one, he says things like you are chosen, you're predestined, you're forgiven through God's grace. He says, I literally thank God every single day for you. I pray that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened so that you can know the hope and that you can realize that Christ is seated by the father and all things are under his feet. In Ephesians chapter two, he literally says to the people of Ephesus, you are alive in Christ, a part of God's diverse family. He says, grace saved you through faith. Salvation has nothing to do with your works. He literally says, you can't boast about anything. Salvation is through Jesus and Jesus alone, Paul says. So good people, just because they're good, don't earn salvation. He literally says, salvation comes through the grace of Jesus. He says, listen, people of Ephesus, you are God's handiwork created in Christ for good works, which God has prepared in advance for you. See, he, he's literally saying, I am going to stay committed to seeing you anchored in God. I am going to be louder than a Demetrius who will give you the whispers to say that this is what you should pay your attention to. No, Paul is like, you are going to be anchored and equipped for more. He's literally downloading to them all that the father sees. He says, listen, Christ was once far away from you, but now he's nearer because of the blood of Christ that was shared for you. He says, you're being built together to become a dwelling place in which the spirit 
of God lives. Literally, literally from chapter one to chapter two, he's literally going above and beyond to let them know how much they have gained in their relationship with God. He's literally saying the surface side is not the end point. There's so much more. See, I realize, and I want you to write this down. Paul is saying that salvation without discipleship from others and a personal passion can be a setup for surface Christianity. Salvation without discipleship and others from others and personal passion can be a setup for surface Christianity. Yeah, I accepted Jesus. I'm good. Yep, I'm good. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. No, Paul's like, I am going to make sure that you are anchored in Christ Jesus. There's so much more. It's above and beyond what you can imagine. So then when we get to Ephesians chapter three, Paul starts off the chapter by saying, I want to tell you what I've learned. He starts using deep words like the manifold wisdom of God and how the mystery of who God is was revealed to him the more he spent time with God. He started saying, now listen, I'm going through some things, but I don't want you to lose heart. Don't you blame God because I'm walking through this for the sake of the gospel. He's literally like, don't you let what I'm going through impact your emotions. You stay planted and anchored in God. See, Paul is literally trying to let people know that being anchored and equipped prepares us for more. See, City Place, in 2022, as we are pushing into the year that God does above and beyond, God is not asking of us to write a list, hand it to him, and then he'll do it. God is saying, I am setting the tone for your life. I want you to be ready for more, but I want to begin in the spiritual relationship. So let's bring this home. Let's bring this home. We're now back at Ephesians chapter three, verse 14. And Paul says this, and I'm just going to jot down some things and I want you to take note. Paul says, for this reason, I bow my knees to the father, our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Now to give context before we get to Ephesians chapter three, verse 20, Paul is now writing out to the people his prayer. And when you when I read this prayer, I want you to see how often he takes them above and beyond in their thought process while saying, I'm anchoring you deeper and equipping you more. He says this in verse 16. I pray that God will grant you according to the riches of his glory. He's literally saying, I'm praying that God's spiritual resources will be downloaded to you. How awesome would it be is if our response is not to pray just in the natural, but to say, God, I'm doing this in the spiritual. See, Paul literally says, I'm going to anchor you, but I'm taking your thoughts above and beyond what you can imagine because it's God's glorious riches that I'm asking him to grant you. Come on, somebody. He says, so that you can be strengthened with might through your spirit, through his spirit in your inner man. He's literally saying, I'm praying that the strength that you need moves from God's spirit to you. And I'm praying 
that you carry God's strength with you. Like it's God's above and beyond strength. I'm, I'm praying this way so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. He's literally saying, listen, Demetrius was trying to confuse you, but I'm praying that Christ will dwell and have a permanent residency in your heart through faith. Remember, we said that we ignite faith here at City Place Church. We, we push past the obstacles so that you can be 100% invested and anchored in the faith that rests in Jesus Christ. Paul says, listen, I'm trying to see you anchored and rooted in a permanent Christ residency in your heart. He says that you being rooted and grounded in love. Paul literally says, I'm trying to get you anchored and equipped in love. I, I did a research on, on some of the deepest uh, root systems, and I found that there's a shepherd's tree in the Kalahari Desert that has gone down 230 feet. Like, imagine, Paul is like, I am praying that you begin to root yourself in the love of Christ by going deeper and 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 deeper. He's like, the love of Christ for you is above and beyond. He says, the reason why I wanted to go so deep is that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, length, depth, and height to know the love of Christ, which surpasses all of your knowledge. He literally says, hey, listen, the reason why I want you to go deeper in your relationship, the reason why I want you to go deeper in love is so that you can comprehend with everyone else who's a believer how wide, how high, how long, how deep the love of Christ is. And he says this, it's above and beyond what you know. Paul literally says, you might think you know, but man, I am trying to get you to the place where you're anchored in how much he really loves you. I'm praying this so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. He says, hey, listen, I'm trying to get you above and beyond so that you don't have to try to feel yourself, but so that God can feel you. And this leads us into Ephesians chapter three, verse 20. And it says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think, watch now, according to the power that works in us. See, in order for us to be seeing the above and beyond, we have to be anchored and equipped and allowing the power to be activated in us. Paul literally says, I'm praying that you comprehend. I'm praying that you will allow God to grant you all of his resources spiritually. I pray that you'll go deeper and you'll be grounded in his love. I pray that you'll be able to grasp hold of how much his love goes beyond your comprehension. And I pray that you will be full with all the fullness of God. And now to him, who is able to do above and beyond if you'll let him work in you. 
City Place Church, a key to permanent spiritual growth and maturity. It's corporate and personal discipleship. Discipleship is that commitment to becoming and remaining a fully devoted follower of Christ. There's four things, City Place, that the Lord is going to ask of us this year to go above and beyond so that we can have that power activated in us. Four things. God is going to ask us to go to above and beyond in our personal and our corporate prayer. We're going to need to spend time in the spiritual because everything that Paul was talking about in Acts chapter 3, verse 14, it started in the spiritual and it plays in the natural. Remember we said in week number one of this year, we said that we're going to set the tone in the spiritual so that God's plan can move in the natural. Paul is literally saying there's so much in the spiritual that takes place that if you lean in and you anchor and equip yourself, when you ask him, he'll do exceedingly abundantly above all that you hope or think because it's the power that's at root and anchored in, in you. God's going to ask us to pray personally and corporately. I invite you to pray this Wednesday at 630 with us. The Lord is asking us to go above and beyond in our personal and corporate discipleship. That's personal study in God's word. And corporately, I encourage you to join a city group. We're going above and beyond. God's asking us to go above and beyond in our personal and corporate generosity. God, what would you have me do? How can I trust you? God, how can I give up my kingdom finances? How can I give up my kingdom gifts? How can I give up my kingdom time that you have? And then God is asking us to go above and beyond our corporate evangelism. Many of us don't know how to share Jesus with a friend. And can I say that God has put a story on the inside of us? And like never before City Place Church, we're going to be a life-giving church that builds dreams ignites faith that establishes leaders that win the laws for the kingdom of God. So God's asking us to go above and beyond. And as we spend time during the spiritual things and saying, God, equip me. God, anchor me. We'll see God do above and beyond because we'll be all in. City Place Church, we give God all of us he's already committed to give us all of him I want to pray for us I want to pray for us Father I just thank you for these six years that you've allowed us as a church to to grow to learn but I thank you for this new season of our church Lord God as we are in our sixth year Jesus we just commit to to allowing you to set the tone. We, we, we stand ready for more. Jesus, we, we commit to, to praying more. We commit to, to being in your word more and being in an environment where we grow together. We commit as a church, Holy Spirit, to be more generous than we've ever been. We commit to having a heart of evangelism, which is seeing people who don't know you people who want nothing to do with you, people who were hurt in church, people who aren't dreaming, come into a relationship with you. So Father, I just pray 
that for all of the accomplishments and all of the things that we get to celebrate, Jesus, I pray that it's always been for your glory. So we thank you for more people being baptized. We thank you for more people being filled with the Holy Spirit. We thank you for more people knowing you. We thank you for greater impact in our city, greater impact in our business community, greater impact in our civic community, greater impact in the community by which we reside, in our workplace. Jesus, I thank you that we'll be granted your glorious riches and we'll comprehend who you are in greater measure. We'll comprehend your love. We'll go deeper. We'll be filled with all fullness. And we declare that you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above we could ask or think because we're anchored and rooted in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you would say, Damon, I don't have a relationship with Jesus, but I want one now. Today's your day. I want to say a, an, another prayer. And if you say, Damon, I want to pray, pray that prayer. All I want you to do is just fill out that connection card that we talked about. And you can text the word city place to 94000. But I'm going to pray because today is your opportunity to meet Jesus for the very first time. This is the reason why city place exists. We don't exist to do some sort of church routine, we exist so that you could have a relationship with Jesus, right where you are. Come on, say this prayer with me. Say, dear Jesus, today I come to you. I acknowledge that you died for me and you rose again. And I silence the noise that's been distracting me. And on this day, I give you my life completely. I acknowledge that I am yours and you are mine. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, City Place Church, can you make some noise right where you are? Come on, can you make some noise right where you are? Do me a favor for those of you who said yes to Jesus. I want to encourage you to complete a connection card. I also want to give you a next step. On March the 27th, we are going to be celebrating at our in-person service baptism. And I want to encourage you to be a part of that. Baptism is a next step. I shared that with you in about Acts chapter 19 when the people of Ephesus met Jesus through salvation they were baptized. And so Jesus himself was baptized. And so I want to encourage you to go liquid with your faith. It is literally an outward display of what Jesus just did. And remember, Paul's heart was that Jesus would dwell as a permanent resident in your heart. And Jesus stepped in today. And so I want to encourage you to sign up to be a part of our baptism. And then for those of you who are like, well, Pastor D, I'll see you on uh, Wednesday morning. I also want to encourage those of you to get involved in the city group as well. I, I, again, just want to celebrate all that we are having an opportunity to do through our kingdom finances. We believe that literally in God's word, he says that as you bring me the first part of your increase, I bless the rest of your home. And so let's just pray right now. Father, we honor you today. We thank you for the lives being changed. We thank you that as we worship you today, throughout this whole service, Jesus has been all about you. So we celebrate the lives being changed. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you're anchoring us and equipping us for more. Receive our tithe and our offering right now as an act of worship. And we just thank you for blessing our week, being our prayer time, being our city groups. Thank you for continuing to develop us as with a heart of leadership and just make us sensitive to those around us who need to hear you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, City Place, thanks for hanging out. And congratulations on the impact that you've made over the last six years. Have a great week.
We love you. Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope that you've been encouraged by today's episode and we have one final challenge for you. Take something that you've learned today or something that stuck out to you and share it with a friend or a loved one. Spread a little of what I like to call that wisdom wealth with someone else. Wherever you are, I hope that you have an incredible rest of your day.